or call 24-7 to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday morning, 11 to noon, March through October. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. Oh, by the way, I've cracked the code. I figured out the shadow organizations and the Illuminati that they're finally primed for world domination. And soon you've got black helicopters coming across the border. Puppet masters for the new world order. Be aware. There's always someone that's watching you. And still the government won't admit they face a whole moon landing. Thought control race, psychotronic spanning. Don't mind that. I'm protected because I made this hat from aluminum foil. Where I had this foil lined in case an alien's inclined to probe your butt or read your mind. Looks a bit peculiar. Seems a little crazy, but someday I'll prove there's a big conspiracy. All right, welcome to the Half Empty Cup of Joe, a little conspiracy with humor, as you will. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, little, you know, outside of your, your little bubble uh, world that you live in, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on from those that uh, crave and, and wield and, and unleash the power up, upon the populace. And uh, we're, we're here on uh, the Half Empty Cup of Joe. We just try to do the best we can to... You know, uh, point a finger. I, I like to point a finger at the things that are happening and snicker. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it, you know. And, and, and the effects on you sometimes are very drastic, the things that they do over the course of a long period of time. Uh, I wish we could be more free. The thing about freedom is and I think a lot of people really, really don't like freedom. I think a lot of people have grown up not liking freedom, and that's, that's because uh, with freedom comes risk. You know, when you're free to do what you want to do, that means the other guy's free to do what he wants to do. And uh, sometimes when those freedoms bump up against each other, then uh, the, the, there's a problem. And uh, so a lot of people, I think, like the uh, the socialist communist idea where the mom and dad is government and they'll tell you what to do and when to do it. And they'll keep you super safe and your life will be bland and boring and safe. Uh, I, I tend to, to like a little bit of risk. I like I like to be able to do the things I want to do. I don't I don't mind making mistakes and, you know, if, you know, having to deal with some consequences, but uh, Barry, uh, I got Barry Jones. He's on the air with me today. He's he's uh, J- uh, Joe, of course. Like I said uh, last hour, he's uh, scouting out uh, property in Belize. He's looking for a bug out property, so maybe he won't be back until maybe tomorrow <laughs> or Thursday. <laughs> and uh, and so Barry, you and I, maybe we should be in Belize. Maybe maybe we should be uh, scouting out some some some. Uh, some soft landing. You know, we'll take the Fed to a soft landing. We got to get ourselves a soft landing outside of the United States because sometimes it looks like this country is uh, going backwards. You know what you were talking about a second ago with freedom. Uh, I used to be a basketball coach, and so I used to study basketball coaches, successful basketball coaches, and I'm sure you've heard of Mike Shostakovich, right? Oh yeah, Duke. 
<clears throat> yeah, and so he wrote a book about leadership, and it totally turned upside down my whole view of freedom because he said that lazy leaders have lots of rules. And he was talking about the coach who comes out with a code of conduct, and he's got all these rules to cover attendance and classes and your dress code and your behavior out in the community. And, and oh, my, it goes on and on and on. He said, I was that coach when I was young, and I found myself always having to enforce all these rules. And, of course, they always came with consequences. So you never had any wiggle room to consider the situation or whatever. And he says, I learned that that's lazy leadership. And, of course, I'm reading this at the time that I had just finished a code of conduct. It was so impressive. I had spent so much time on this code of conduct, and all my parents were going to have to sign it, and all my players were going to have to sign it. And I was going to spend all my time being the little czar administering this code of conduct. (laughs) And I, I, I just wadded it up, and I threw it in the trash, and I realized just exactly what you just said. Freedom is an anathema to some people. It, yep. it People are afraid of it, and, and it actually is a lazy form of leadership to have all these rules and laws that you're you know, Barry, enforcing. The average person fears a free man. A free man scares the crap out of the average person who, even people who say they're into freedom, they're... They actually see a real free person when when Conan when Conan, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, Robert E. Howard Conan stories and when Conan come marching into one of these civil civilized towns, uh, they feared him immediately. They, they they was like, what is this guy? They 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 were suspicious <laughs> and worried. What is this guy going to do to us? Uh, I don't, I'm going to back up what you said about Mike Shishetsky, the uh, the Duke coach. I remember in in junior high and high school, I had a friend that was big into Duke. It, Duke was his team, and he would he would watch the basketball and. And, and you're exactly right. Mike Krzyzewski would not win championships back then in the 80s. He would go to right. the Final Four and lose, go to the Final Four and lose, go to the Final Four and lose. And that tight nature he's talking about, is, mm-hmm. I, I think you just kind of burst when the big moment happens. Or everyone's looking around for the rules. Uh, the other they're example I have. Tight. Yeah, and let me give you the other example. 1980, I was a huge football fan. And uh, I didn't like the, the Eagles or the Raiders, but the Dick Vermeil, which ended up coaching my favorite team, the Rams, to a Super Bowl championship in the 90s, he changed He changed and had a more free situation with the Rams. He ended up winning the Super Bowl. But back in 1980, he was he was so regimented at the rules yep. and the bedtimes. Going right after that Super Bowl, you had a tight team that was winning games, but here came the, uh, I think it was the, the newly Los Angeles Raiders. They were coming in, they were partying for the two weeks of the Super Bowl. <laughs> they were loose, they were laughing it up, enjoying life, and they came in and beat the crap out of the Eagles 27-10. to 10. And the Eagles, after all that work and effort, yeah, they, they had a good team, they had uh, success, but the champion ended up being the free team, the team that was uh, able to uh, swagger a little bit, right? Jason, I remember that. In 1980, I was nine years old, and my dad used to subscribe to the Sporting News. And I got that Sporting News edition where they had the Eagles helmet faced off against the Raiders helmet. And I was an Eagles fan, and I remember that story. I remember that story that you just told. We'll we'll, we'll touch on it again on this side, and then Barry and I will get into something a little more serious. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Do something. Hi, 
And this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts in Loveland, Colorado. We are your go-to place for computer parts and repair. We have been in business for over 19 years and love fixing computers. Come by and see us at 265 East 29th Street, number H, or visit us at PCsandparts.com. Or you can call us at 970-203-0696. That's PCsandparts.com. Or call us at 970-203-0696. Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairgrounds. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. See you there. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC at 720-203-0731. I am your voice. I'm your American idol. I'm an around for a chance. The half empty cup of Joe. You know, we're talking freedom. Uh, something I, I say on the radio regularly, Barry, is uh, the tough thing about freedom is, is you have to tolerate other people's freedoms. Uh, one of the things that I like to do, just occasionally, I don't do it all the time. Some people, probably just upon meeting me, probably think I do this all the time. But uh, as as I like to present myself in certain, especially in public, you know, I I try to find situations where I become. Uh, very hard to tolerate you know I, I i become boisterous or loud or i you know outspoken in places where people just aren't like that anymore and uh it's not so much to upset it's not so much to upset the other people you know in the in the in the space that i'm in but it's to identify 
the guys that are like-minded because when I start to, you know, goof, let's just say I, I decide to go to a, a local drinking establishment. I have a, I have a cocktail or whatever, and uh, I, I, I let my personality become a little bigger than it normally is. And uh, you, see, you see people that are either afraid of it, they won't look at you, <laughs> you see people give you a kind of kind of the dirty looks like oh like I wish that guy would just shut up but but what I what I really like to identify you you find the guys in there that smiling laughing having you know they they identify what they're seeing out of you and that's that's what they used to call men <laughs> that's that's how I that's how I look at it Barry is is you know that's how you get identify the men in the room because I don't see a lot of people that can tolerate people's people's freedom in public but in public is where you're the most, supposed to be the most free it's a shared space and uh, more and more you have uh, you have these Nancy's out there that want uh, want to tell you what you can or can't do what you can or can't say and Barry it's uh, it's it's just as we're talking about 19, the 1980 Super Bowl it's just a whole different world from 1980 isn't it. Barry, did you, did you, I think I lost you. Are you muted? Can you hear me now? Yep, Am go I for here? it, Barry. Yeah, you're good okay. there. Uh, it really is. I remember that I was going to finish telling that story about Dick Vermeil, and I remember being so disappointed when they lost that game. And in the years subsequent to that, I kind of lost. You remember he retired after that. He claimed burnout. Do you remember that? He, he was the grandfather of the term burnout. He was working so yeah. hard. He got that. He got that. That lowly Philadelphia team in a few years of the Super Bowl, and then a couple years later, I think it was in the strike season in '82. He just he just couldn't handle it yep. anymore. He's like, he said, yep. "I'm burned out." And then suddenly, for all, all corporate people working too hard, they were that was where <laughs> burnout came from. The word burnout. Well, and then he just sort of disappeared, and he started doing television. And so I kind of followed him, but I never forgot that Super Bowl. And then he joined the Rams, and they were fixing to have a really good team, and their quarterback got injured in the preseason. And it looked like that was the end of the Rams, and they had to play this guy named Kurt Warner, who was not supposed to be anything. You know, he, he just kind of picked him up off the scrap heap. And the next thing you know, they're the funnest team in the, the league to watch. I mean, they're throwing the ball all over the field. They're not doing anything. I remember what they did. You know, uh, that quarterback for the Eagles, back when he coached, when he played for Dick Vermeil in the 80s, he was on television by this point. He was saying, I don't even recognize this team and this coach. They're, <laughs> Ron not, jo they're not running. Ron, Ron, Ron Jaworski. Jaworski. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, and, and uh, he, he changed. He said, you know, I, I saw an interview with him, and he said the story that you said was that, I was wound too tight, and I realize that now. And if you listen to Kurt Warner talk about his days with the Rams, it's just it looks like they're having fun because they were having fun. And teams play better. People act better. They perform higher when they have freedom. And that's what that team had. They had freedom. He trusted them. They were professionals. He said, go out there and do your job, and they did. Let me back up what you just said. Anybody listening, I want to, I want to pause very slowly. Barry is saying things work better, things are more successful when you're having fun. Now, we do a lot of conspiracy radio here, and uh, in the years I was running the radio station, I tried to make it as fun as possible. But some, some people in the conspiracy space, Barry, they just don't want to have oh. fun. Oh, you can't oh. have fun. The end of the world is happening. The end of the world. The end of the world. The end of the world. It's like, hey, hey you don't know that. Yeah, well, well, don't don't preach to me about end of the world because 
what it really is is somebody is making you feel it's the end of the world because you're looking into their schemes and their their right. their, their plans and uh it's it's you, you just can't go there and uh, I, I like i like the way we, we open the show barry because f- fun is 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 a very what, what what's life worth living if you can't enjoy it right that's right that's right and you know i had to learn that lesson as a young coach and as a young teacher and i'm in a profession jason you talk about groupthink. you talk about a feminine culture and that's education and so you were talking about male behavior and how you get in the bar and you start acting showing a different side and you're looking for people that uh, relate to you and it's usually other men it's hard for me to find that in the environment I go into every day <laughs> and don't be that one teacher that questions anything that's coming down from on high don't be that teacher because they have a word for you <laughs> and they have a way to deal with you they run you out of the profession they blackball you because what they want is everybody like sheep following the leader following the sheep herder and that's well, well Barry, you see that in a lot yeah you're a, you're a, you're a teacher i mean you see it more than yeah. any we 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 shame strength and we yeah. reward victims right. when you when you when you shame strength and reward victims you have a society that's uh, not uh, going in the right direction yeah well and unfortunately i hate to say this but in my profession we cultivate that yep. we actually we actually nurture that within the hearts of kids and we teach them that victimhood is something to aspire to and we actually shame the hard workers we we castigate them we kind of treat them as outcasts because they think a little different they're a little bit original they're out of the box maybe they're not programmed right and it's, it's so easy to program a bunch of victims you can't program people that are free you can't program them they're going to go off and they're all, the, all these separate directions you can't program that yeah there's a lot of people that wanted me programmed <laughs> when i was younger <laughs> uh, I barely, a real quick story since, since you brought up kurt warner uh my favorite f- football player of all time um in my younger days uh, i was never going to get married I was never going to have children. I, I had a girlfriend in the late '90s, but uh, my mom even my mom even figured, "Well, Jason's never getting married. He's never." She, <laughs> she agreed. I was never going to have kids. I was never going to get married. So I was a Rams fan from the late '70s. I was I was the only person in 1979 that said the Rams were going to the Super Bowl, and they were really they weren't they weren't as good as the other years in the '70s. They were nine and seven, but they ended up after the third quarter in the Super Bowl ahead of the Steelers, almost winning that game. But uh, they were always next year's team, always next year's team. And then the ni- as soon as 1990 hit, from 1990 to 1999, the Rams ended up, at uh, by the beginning of 1999, the worst percentage win-loss of any team in the 1990s. And so I was just just a, a mess of, of a Rams fan after having the almost years and now having the, you know, you're not even significant years. And in 1997, my girlfriend at the time, we were driving uh, close to the Twin Peaks Mall here in, you know, in Longmont, and we had been together for like a year and a half, two years, and we got you know she was she was kind of pushing the whole oh we've been together for a while you may you know and she she knew my whole I'm not getting married thing, and she said <laughs> she said well, well maybe we should get married what about getting married you know and she was you know, being coy about it and I was like I was like ha 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 you know this is 1997 a year and a half two years before Kurt Warner shows up 
I was like, when the Rams win the Super Bowl, we'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's, that's what. Now this is. I was not a believer in God back then. So, so this is this is one of the the main things that happened in my life that brought me to believing in God because things things. I think God communicates with people. I don't know about God talking to people like some people say, but I think God absolutely communicates with people. Right, and so right. the funny thing that happened was is in uh, in in uh, 1998, yeah, sometime in 1998, I actually tore my ACL playing football with some guys. And I had doctors, I, I think, because I was poor. They didn't want to operate. They're like, ah, you can operate without that ACL. And so I didn't fix it. And... Uh, in, in 1990, early 1999, the, the, the life I was living, I was like, I was getting kind of tired of uh, being a little too free. I, I think I needed to, you know, when you get married, you lose freedom, by the way, but it's, it's a choice right. you make. Right. And uh, early in 1999, as my life changed, I actually asked my girlfriend in May of 1999, I asked my girlfriend to marry me in 1999, which is my wife to this day, which uh, that's back in 19, that's 1999. So we got married in 2002, but... Uh, as, soon, as soon as I proposed to her and she, she said yes, that's suddenly when Trent Green tore the same ACL and the same mm. knee and born-again yep. Christian Kurt Warner steps up and just wins the Super Bowl in one year. So it uh, gets yeah. get you a little religious, doesn't it, Barry? That, uh, that's Just that you brought it up. But yeah, that's that's how I ended up married. I've been married. Uh, in fact, we just had our marriage anniversary. We had two anniversaries. Our marriage anniversary, 22 years, happened uh, earlier this month. But uh, interesting well, stuff, isn't it, Barry? If you'd had a child, you should have named him Kurt. Well, you know, <laughs> there's another story. <laughs> Quick one. Uh, in, 2000, uh, in 2003, they benched Kurt Warner after the first game. After he had had three great seasons, they were questioning him, and Mike Martz, who is now the coach, uh, decided that it was his system more than Kurt Warner that was uh, taking the Rams to the Super Bowl. So they benched him after a concussion in the first game. And we knew that if Mark Bolger would have gotten hurt at any time, and this is when uh, Brooke was pregnant with our son, we knew that it, Kurt Warner is the next guy up if, if Bulger, Bulger gets hurt. So I, I, I talked to my wife. I was like, okay, if Bulger gets hurt and Kurt Warner takes this team and wins the Super Bowl, our son will be Kurt Warner Walker. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, well, she was caught up in the whole thing, so she, she's, she gritted her teeth and, and sort of agreed to that. But uh, it, it, did, it didn't happen. But it was one of the names that was there if, 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 uh, if fate would have had Bulger getting hurt and Kurt Warner taken. The Rams should have went to the Super Bowl that year. Bulger threw right. an, an interception and double overtime in the first playoff game, a pass that Kurt Warner would have never thrown. That team would have went to the Super Bowl if Kurt Warner were playing. It's, isn't it interesting? Uh, you name Mark Bolger. I don't even know what happened to Mark Bolger. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Warner went on to take the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. You talk about a team that was destined terrible. for no – it was just terrible. He took them all the way to the Super Bowl, and he did his job. His defense didn't do their job at the end. But, no, that guy was special. He yeah, was Kurt special. Warner, the only quarterback in NFL history that took two dog-butt football teams and took them to Super oh, Bowls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, to me, the best quarterback that ever lived. I mean, can you imagine if he had a talented team around him the entire time and had the chance and the support around him the whole time, what he could have done? Yeah, and, you know, when he went through that time period you were talking about where he got benched, if I remember right, he was having a lot of concussion issues, and he also had hand issues. He couldn't yeah. hold on to the ball. There was something wrong with his hand, and the ball would slip out of his hand. He couldn't get a good tight spiral. If he got hit, he would fumble. But the guy never complained. He just kept suiting up, playing. And even when he got benched, he, the guy didn't complain. 
He just yep. stood there and supported the team, supported the coach. That's why he was a great player. He was a, he was a great leader first and foremost. His teammates followed him. Yep, 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 yep. I just, you know, if you get me on a tangent, as soon as we, we, we kind of just <laughs> accidentally ended up there, it's, it's really easy to talk about it. But let's, uh, we're going to, we have about 30 seconds. Why don't you give us a little taste of where we're going to go for the rest of the show? Okay. Uh, well, last month we talked about the military and its role in the JFK assassination. And I told you it'd probably be a two parter because the second part is the CIA. So today we're going to get into the CIA and its its role and uh, complicity within the JFK assassination. Excellent. Okay, so if you're listening, if you if you have if you're new tuning in, this is Barry Jones. He comes in on the fourth Tuesday of each month as our guest on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Joe is off in Belize trying to find himself some escape property, so he won't be with us today. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive in deep with uh, with with Barry on this subject that he just mentioned. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thirteen sixty KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Bleed Stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, Bleed Stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too. Don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. 
Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at Don't tread on me. Uh, you're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Our guest today is Barry Jones. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get some callers in. I'll do those real quick. Eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. Brian with an I. Thanks for calling in, man. What is your uh, comment uh, for today? Um, Kurt Warner is a comeback story. Uh, I believe it was before he played for Arizona. He had been working in a. Uh, grocery store and uh, yep. he came back and and did it again so i love it yep okay. thanks thanks for the extra yeah so so brian that was uh before he played for the rams actually uh, before he even played for the arena football league he was uh, working for five dollars an hour at a uh i forgot the name of the the, the store he worked for but uh yeah yeah, Kurt Warner was working in a grocery store. He worked arena football. He, him and his Christian beliefs, he, uh, when he worked, uh, he, got, he got signed by the Rams, actually had to work uh, for the uh, Amsterdam Admirals in, in NFL Europe. So he was exposed to uh, all of the salacious behavior of that area. He had to walk through the red, the red, the red light district to go home each, day, each night when he lived there. So, uh, yeah, quite, quite, uh, quite a, a dude uh, Kurt Warner was. But let's, uh, let's get the last caller in that's currently on the phones. Uh, Secession, Sean, thanks for calling in. What is your comment? Uh, yeah, um, I wanted to say something. Uh, there's a movie about Kurt Warner. Yep. I checked it out <clears throat> from the library about a year ago. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. And it did start with him in the grocery store and uh, moved up through there. didn't really cover the Amsterdam period, but uh, it did cover him getting cut from the Packers because I think he he thought he was uh, yeah. going to think outside the box, and they didn't like that, so they, they <laughs> cut him, and he ended up on the Rams. And I'm like you. I'm a, I'm a Rams fan from years ago because I'm originally from California, and I was just glad to see him win it once. But the movie was really good. You'd have to look it up and see. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately, but uh, it was a pretty good movie, although, you know, being a Hollywood production, they didn't really focus too much on how his faith got him through, you know. But it was Correct. still a, a good movie because he was driving a beater of a truck and, you know, just how uh, things moved in his direction to end up on the Rams. And uh, it was a really good movie, though, in spite of, uh, you know, being a Hollywood production. So I thought, you know, since you're such a Kurt Warner fan, you ought to know about it. Sorry, I can't remember the name. 
No, that's fine. That's fine, Sean. Thanks for the call. I, I, and I, don't, I forget the name of the movie myself. Uh, I think it's something like Mir- uh, Miracle Man or Miracle Season or All Things Possible. It's, but it's, you, can, you can find that movie. I, uh, they did a pretty good job. Uh, I remember uh, the story of his, his, t- his time at uh, Green Bay was very short. I think he only got 11 snaps. That's, he had to snap the ball 11 times before they cut him. He had Mark Brunel, Brett Favre, and another All-Pro in front of him. And so... Uh, they were definitely not going to have four quarterbacks on that team, so he didn't get a shot. But in fact, when he uh, he got he actually got married, he got a tryout with the Chicago Bears, and it was during his honeymoon is when they wanted him to come try out. So he had to back up the tryout. He's like, "Hey, Chicago Bears, I really want to play for you, but you want me to come when my honeymoon is." And I think he was on some tropical island. They went to Hawaii or something, and they said, "Okay, come back after your honeymoon." Well. At his honeymoon, he was it was a bit on his throwing elbow by a spider, and it, it swelled up, and he couldn't throw the ball, and he had to cancel his tryout with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> he had more obstacles in front of him than anybody yeah. you can imagine, and to make it where he made it, it's it's, 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 it's quite the story. So I, I love all the feedback, and uh, I'm no longer a Rams fan. In 2004, once they officially cut Kurt Warner, I stopped rooting for the Rams. And I became a Giants fan for one year when the, when Kurt Warner was there fostering and helping Eli Manning in his rookie season, and then he was shuffled off to the Cardinals. And if they, you know, one last thing, uh, Barry, there was only three seasons in Kurt Warner's career where he played every. He started. He started all 16 games of the season. All three and of all those three seasons. Went to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. That's correct. Anytime yeah. they pulled him or yanked him or he missed a few games. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, interesting stat. You know, uh, Jason, I live in Nashville. So you guys, the, <laughs> yeah. we have a different, I don't say we, I was never a Titans fan, but the Titans fans that I live amongst have a very different view of Kurt Warner and the Rams <laughs> because it's always, well, we were only one yard short. We were just one yard short, you know, and I always wanted to remind them, well, you weren't one short yard short of winning you were one yard short of tying potentially and then you still have to go to overtime but that's always the thing uh one yard short and nobody likes kurt warner around these here parts much <laughs> well fish fisher the, the coach of the titans never did publicly say whether he would have went for two if if they scored the touchdown he never uh i think maybe he just didn't know if he's going to go for two or not but he never uh publicly well, said if he would have went for two you know, uh, Kevin Dyson, who is the receiver who caught that pass and ended up one yard short, he is a principal in the school system where I used to work. And he's no on kidding. the radio here. Yeah, he's uh, he's Dr. Dyson now. And he is a... Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's yeah awesome. he's a principal. And he's on the radio all the time. He does all the Titan stuff. And they asked him about that. You know, if they would have gone for two, and he said, no way. No way. We would have kicked. We would have played for OT. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a local celebrity around here, not just because of that, but if you remember that play, it's one of the most famous plays in Titans history where the, against Buffalo, the, the laterals, the multiple Music laterals, City Miracle. Music the Music City, City Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. yeah, he's the guy that scored that winning touchdown. So I don't think Kevin Dyson has ever had to buy a beer anywhere he goes around here. <laughs> That's that's very interesting. In my mind, they kicked the extra point. I mean, the last play that the Rams offense had was a 73-yard touchdown pass. I don't think the Rams would have stopped in overtime. It it would have been over. The, the Titans were barely in their man-to-man defense, barely keeping up with the Rams that whole game. The, the Rams should have had way more points on the board. It was... It's just one of those games that just happened to be the way it was. But, uh, but well, let's, let's, if you follow the 
if you follow, I'll finish with this. If you follow the Titans that season, that's how they played every game. They yep. mucked it up. They made it ugly. They kept it close. And usually they kicked a field goal at the end to win it. We had a kicker who was about 48 years old, and he never missed. And he was the MVP of the season, him and Eddie George <laughs> and, and McNair. So I, it was going according to – if you listen to the Titans fans, they said, we had the Rams right where we wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think the, t- the Titans were the only – 13 and 3 wild card team ever. They they were 13 and 3 and it had to be a wild card cuz Jacksonville was 14 and 2 that year in the division. Right. But yeah, good back when football really was still really good. I, I actually like football further back. I think the game that they play is is for sissies and, and, and millionaires and they 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 show it. I, you barely breathe on somebody there's a penalty and and uh, I think they cause all the all the, uh, the the injuries because you got guys that can run a four four oh forty and they're 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 flying at each other at these speeds when they can hit each other, and uh, if they just if they just left it alone and let guys hit each other and be more of a a grinding game, it'd probably be a better game. But now it's well, it's all, all about know, the dollars. I have some coaching friends who have talked about that because the. What has happened is the no-hitting rule has filtered down into practice. And so what used to be, so now you're not even getting used to getting hit in practices. Stop bitching. Uh, football, the good old days. <laughs> I promise we're gonna Stop we're going to, into content because we're out of college at the moment. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts in Loveland, Colorado. We are your go-to place for computer parts and repair. We have been in business for over 19 years and love fixing computers. Come by and see us at 265 East 29th Street, number H, or visit us at PCsandparts.com, or you can call us at 970 970- 203-0696. That's PCsandparts.com or call us at 970-203-0696. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money, and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. We're all living in America, America, it's wonderful. We're all living in America, America, America. We're all living in America, America, it's wonderful. We're all 
Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe. It's American Underdog, a 2021 film of uh, uh, about Kurt Warner's uh, his uh, rise to being the Super Bowl champion that he became. But uh, Barry, let's peel back the onion a little bit. Let's uh, let's move into <laughs> let's move into some JFK and some uh, and some 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 of the nastiness about those in power that and what they do. Okay, well, I want to start with the CIA being created in 47 and immediately losing its way. Uh, You know, when the CIA was created, we needed a spy agency. We're entering into a new era with the Soviets. They've got the KGB. We need an ability to spy on our Cold War enemy. And so in 1947, the National Security Act creates the CIA, the NSA, the National Security Council, and its purpose publicly was to collect intelligence and give reports to the president. Nothing's wrong with any of that. So far, everything I've said is completely legitimate. But included within that bill was a classified subcommittee called the 5412 Committee, and its job was to carry out covert ops and it established the vice president whoever the vice president was at that time was to be in charge of this 5412 committee and from 52 to 60 that vice president was Richard Nixon and basically that 5412 committee would have unlimited power unlimited money to fight the spread of communism anywhere in the world as long as you could make the argument that this was justified to stop the spread of communism And so we have a two-track CIA. The part that we know about, the American people know about, collecting intelligence, giving reports to the president, that's fine. Okay, that was its original purpose. Truman, when he signed this, said that's what he wanted. Uh, It's the covert part. It's the classified part. These covert ops that we didn't know. Sometimes these are called black ops. And we found out in the 70s, after the church hearings, just what those covert ops meant. Uh, The CIA director, James Schlesinger, believe it or not, actually turned over the documents to the church committee. And the church committee was able to go through these documents and see in the CIA's own internal documents what they had been doing during these years. So you're talking about from late 48 48 to about 75 so you're talking about a 17 18 year span eight of those years were under the direction of 5412 committee was under the direction of richard nixon and we found out that they were involved in assassinations coup d'etats we've been rigging elections foreign elections a lot of propaganda a lot of psych warfare and some of these operations in particular uh, were a little bit troublesome uh, for example, in 1953, the CIA backed a coup in Iran. There was a democratically elected Mossadegh who was violently overthrown, and we replaced him with the Shah. If you remember, years later, it was the Shah who got overthrown that caused the trouble for Carter. But the Shah was our guy, and the reason we put him in there is because we wanted access to Iran's oil. Uh, in the aftermath of that overthrow, 40% of Iran's oil was handed over to the United States, some of these big companies by the Shah, Gulf Oil, Texaco, Mobil, Standard Oil, uh, that was all about oil. A year later, we did the same thing in Guatemala, Operation PB Success. We, They had a democratically elected Arbenz, 
We help get him overthrown. We install Armas as the president. He's our puppet. And he immediately grants United Fruit Company out of the United States 70% land ownership, 100% railroad ownership, 100% Atlantic port ownership, and 100% telephone system ownership. That was why we had to get rid of the other guy, our Benz, because he was trying to reform the land and get it back to the natives. So those are two pretty troubling, 1953, 1954. And uh, the Dominican Republic in 1956, the C now remember, this is coming straight from the CIA documents. We're not hearing testimony of this. This is coming straight from their own documents. Uh, the CIA turns over Jesus de Galindez in 1956 uh, to our guy who we support, Trujillo, in the Dominican Republic, and he is killed uh, because he opposes uh, the U.S.-backed Trujillo. We even killed his pilot a year later in Gerald Murphy, 1957. Uh, we literally dumped him in what they call the swimming pool, which is an area that was offshore. It was full of sharks. We fed him to the sharks. That was in 56 and 57. So, that's, so, so far, if you're keeping a running tally, we've meddled in Iran. We've meddled in Guatemala. We've meddled in the Dominican Republic. And we also meddled in 61 in, in the Congo. And we handed over Patrice Lumumba in 1961 to be beaten and killed so that we could put in our guy so we could get access to the mineral deposits in the Congo. And so now, if you're keeping a running tally, you have to add the Congo to this, to this list. And then in 1963, it was no dim diem in South Vietnam. Uh, this was actually an operation that was signed off on by President Kennedy. It was just supposed to be a coup. We were supposed to overthrow Diem and his brother. Instead, we turned him over. It's what we call extraordinary rendition. We turned him over to his enemies, and they killed him, and they killed his brother. So in a pretty brief period of time, we have overthrown governments in Iran, in Guatemala. We've killed the leaders, or somebody who was trying to be the leader in the Dominican Republic, in the Congo, and now we've killed the leader and overthrown the government in South Vietnam. All of that went pretty well for us, and the problem really started for us when we tried to do the same thing in Cuba. And that's when things started to go south for us and for Kennedy. So I'll stop there and just kind of let you, uh, if you have any, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're, yeah, we're, yeah that, that's a good place to, to, to pause because we're going to hit a, uh, the last commercial before the last segment of this hour. But, uh, yeah, and, and it goes on even after John F. Kennedy. This goes on, and all this becomes the, the, the blueprint. Uh, and, and the Vietnam War... Uh, Barry and I've heard a lot of. I used to listen to watch John Perkins, the economic hitman, speak about all of this stuff. Also, um, I believe the Vietnam War or a war like that was also going to be in the cards. And John F. Kennedy was standing in the way. We'll be right back. Right. Hey, folks. The Rev here. Urban survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo, March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairgrounds. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the exhibit building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970 5 Day one, five two three one. See you there. 
Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months? That's why the smart move is to secure your family's personal supply of the most reliable emergency food you can buy. Having at least four weeks' worth of food is not a luxury. It's mandatory. If you don't want you and your family to end up in this situation, go to 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button at the top of the page. That's 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button. At Off-Road Automotive, they offer a wide range of used automobiles for all your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit? No credit? No problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Located off 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton, right off Highway 85, or give them a call at 303-502-3230. It's a Friday 13th, of course you will live to see noon. Yeah, prophet of doom, and that's uh, yeah. There was doom in, in JFK's future for the things he was doing. Barry, you, you were setting up exactly the, the the pattern that was being set for the uh, the economic hitmen in America. It was uh, Kermit uh, uh, Roosevelt, I believe, that was uh, sent over in 1953, and then he economically just paid for the removal of the leader they didn't want. And uh, the only problem was is he was CIA, and so they, they learned after that one, hey, we got away with it, but make sure we have this kind of contracted out. And this is where the economic hitman came in, the jackal. The jackals come in, and when, you know, when, when a, few, a, few, a few briefcases of money doesn't work, then you, know, you take them out with the jackal. And then the third one is the military. Uh, I will guarantee you, uh, JFK or not, that a, a Vietnam War-type situation was going to happen. Uh, economically, yeah. is very similar to where we're at today, where uh, in, uh, by the early 1960s, there was too many dollars floating around, and it was way off balance to the gold we were holding for these European nations. Uh, and and uh, just after JFK was assassinated in, in the mid-60s, these European nations started repatriating their gold. And voila, the, uh, the Vietnam War blew up uh, in a major way. The inflation came in, and they, this was their way to try to control the economic chaos that was going to happen. And Nixon was forced to take us off the gold standard. Nixon should have stood his ground and not done that. He really should not have done that and let and let the economic wizards blow their system up. And he could have pointed the system at the Fed. But instead, instead we ended up where we ended up, uh, Barry, which is, you know, these rich, powerful corporatists, these bankers, will meddle with every country on the face of the planet until they have a central bank and they can control those assets. And it's not about owning the assets. I We played a thing, uh, Barry, in the last couple of weeks. It was a, a guy named Donald Fletcher. I found his 1991 presentation. He used to go around the country and teach people about 
federal income taxes and, and how the economic system works. And he's like, look, the richest men in the world don't make that list you see every year because they don't own anything. They control. And the one thing that you don't tax is control. And, and uh, so, so Barry, it's about controlling these assets, isn't it? And, and uh, countries that stand in the way of, of this world system they're putting into place, you get squashed. And, and it's what happened to JFK. Well, you know, as we were, as you just mentioned, the control, Iran was about oil, Guatemala yep. was about land. Uh, and then if you fast forward, you know, the Vietnam situation is a completely other aspect yes. of control. Cuba, Cuba becomes a real interesting story because, you know, we, we have companies in Cuba that own a lot of land for the sugar industry. The sugar cane was big in Cuba. Uh, we own all of the the transportation industry, we own all the utilities, we own all of the mining interests, and and then all of a sudden Castro comes into power and he starts nationalizing all that and he kicks the Americans out. And he says Cuba is for Cubans. And on top of that, he kicks all the mafiosos out and they owned all the hotels and the casinos. So there were a lot of angry Americans about what was going on in Cuba, and so they saw Cuba as the next uh, sort of the next battleground. We've we've accomplished what we needed to accomplish in Iran and Guatemala and all these other places. Cuba's 90 miles off our coast, and so that's going to be a, a very very important issue going forward. And of course, when Kennedy comes into power as president, uh, he immediately gets lied to by the CIA telling him that Eisenhower has signed off on this operation. We call it Bay of Pigs. It's going to be an easy operation. The Cubans are going to join the revolutionaries. We're going to overthrow Castro. It'll be easy peasy. And boy, did he step in it on that, in this situation. Stay with us on this over-the-hour break. We're going to turn Barry loose starting the next hour and really go deep into this. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe, 877-536-1360. Give us a call. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hello, coffee, my old friend. I've come to order you again. I hear the grinding of espresso beans. I need a double shot of pure caffeine. 
And the indie band on the speaker soothes my brain So I'll remain within the sounds of Starbucks Trying to brew my own at home But felt so quiet and alone I need to be amid the morning rush Chairs are soft and plush And I'll drink a grande cappuccino With a pumpkin scone And charge my phone Listen to the sounds of Starbucks Then I heard an awful scream They had totes run out of cream A new employee spilled the coffee grounds And the Wi-Fi went completely down And a lady in yoga pants threw her latte at the wall The cops were called Then came the sound of sirens In the drive-thru lane I saw and hipsters maybe more people paying without drinking people waiting they were all freaking people going off cause they couldn't get a caramel frap holy crap a riot started at Starbucks while a Bible study prayed, baristas formed a barricade. The manager cried out a warning to the angry mob that was forming. And he said, I checked Google Maps, there's another one across the streets. So we stampede and return. To the sounds of Starbucks. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. 
and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, the secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Mountain High Floors has been Northern Colorado and Southern Wyoming's floor experts for over 30 years. Whether you need new hardwood, sand and finish, laminates, or tile and stone, Mountain High Floors will give you the unsurpassed quality and service you deserve. We do residential, commercial, and custom work. Call 970-545-2844, mention KHNC, and get a 10% discount up to $200. Again, that's 970-545-2844. Oh, and again. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your half-empty cup of joe. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Second hour of the Half Empty Cup of Joe commencing. If you want to call in, have a question or a comment about anything we talked about, uh, 877-536-1360. You can also try texting there. Um, but I'm gonna just, we'll just jump right back into it because I want to give Barry a nice, solid couple of segments to, to go deep into what he wanted to bring to the air today. So, so Barry, let's, let's continue on. So we've gotten to the country of Cuba, and... I- Kennedy's not yet president. The uh, election hasn't happened yet. You have two candidates. And Nixon, having been the vice president for the last eight years, has been in charge of all of these covert ops that we talked about. And so pretty much if you go back in 60, early in that year, the assumption was by most people that Nixon was going to win that election. And so their thinking is that any covert ops that they have that are going to carry over into the next president, since it's going to be Nixon, he's just going to rubber stamp what he's already been planning for the previous eight years. And Nixon wants Castro taken out. And they had already launched several operations against Castro and against Cuba, one of which was called Operation 40. And basically, it's nickel and dime kind of stuff. You're blowing up bridges, you're poisoning food supplies, you're burning plantains, anything that will make life in Cuba tough. And if you can kill Castro in the process or overthrow his government, great. But by June of 1960, the election of the campaign between Nixon and Kennedy has tightened. And I think at this time, Nixon realizes, I'm in for a dogfight here. And 
In fact, Kennedy is starting to use Cuba against him in the campaign. And it's frustrating to Nixon because this is all classified, all the Operation 40 stuff, and he can't talk about it. So it makes him look like they're doing nothing to get rid of Castro. Well, and Barry, so really he, quick, uh, back in 1960, so much different than 2024, meddling in other countries' affairs was a big no-no back in 1960. Right, right, yeah. And so this is why it had to be covert. So Nixon decides, i got to do something about this. So he picks up the phone and he calls uh, Howard Hughes. Now, I don't want to get into a long discussion about Howard Hughes. Just suffice it to know Howard Hughes is like the Elon Musk of 1960. He's a billionaire inventor. He's a pilot. He owns Hollywood companies. He, he owns casinos in Las Vegas. He does work for the national security uh, because he invents things. And he had been a political supporter of Nixon throughout. And, of course, he has a lot of money. And so Nixon contacts Hughes and said, listen, we need to put together an assassination team to take out uh, Castro before the election. And that's really important. It has to happen before the election so I can get credit for it and win the election. So, of course, he's contacting Hughes because Hughes is a private citizen. He's off the books. So there's a long story about how Hughes contacts his lawyer, Robert Mayhew. Mayhew arranges a meeting with Johnny Rosselli, who's the mob contact in Las Vegas. They both know the best assassins are mob. So Johnny Rosselli says, well, I like the idea, but I can't approve this without the approval of my boss, Sam Giancana. So he takes it to Sam. Sam says, well, this is fine, but I'm the mafia boss in Chicago. This is involving a hit in Cuba. We have to get the approval of the mafia don whose territory is Cuba, and that's Santos Traficante. So they arrange a meeting of all the parties down at the Fontainebleau Hotel in Miami. And Mayhew is there representing Howard Hughes. Roselli is there represent, representing Sam Giancana. And they're talking to Santos. And they give him the plan. And Santos says, well, I like the idea, but I want to know that Nixon's behind this. I'm looking around the table. I don't see Nixon. I don't see anybody representing Nixon. If this goes bad, I don't want to be left holding the bag. So they arrange a second meeting, and the second meeting, Nixon sends the director, he's the chief of security for the CIA, his name is Sheffield Edwards, and there's a famous photograph of this meeting at the Fontainebleau Hotel, where Mayhew is sitting next to Roselli, Roselli is sitting next to Edwards, and they're meeting with Santos to, uh, to assure him that this is, this is coming straight from the top, from Nixon. So Santos agrees. They put together this assassination team. They call it the S-Force, named after Santos. And it's all Cubans. It's all these Cuban refugees, these anti-Castro Cuban refugees that are very motivated to want to kill Castro. And they all come from Miami, which is Santos Traficante territory. And so they put this together, and then they start sending them out to get their training. And they divide them up into and they sent them off to five different bases. And some of these bases are led by CIA trainers. Like, for example, one of the bases was at No Name Key in the Florida Keys. And the CIA's trainer there for the three assassins is Frank Sturgis. He's a well-known assassin. At the Everglades base, E. Howard Hunt is the CIA trainer. Okay, so these are all CIA people. Once a month, 
Tosh Plumley, the, the pilot, will pick up all of these assassins from their different bases, put them together on the plane, and they will fly to Fort Wachaca in Arizona and sign in at a military base. There's a military intelligence base. And they'll then they'll get back on the plane, fly across the border into Mexico to Clint Murchison's ranch, and there they will be met by two CIA trainers who will train them in the art of assassinating a moving target from distance with high-powered rifles and scopes. I'll come back when we come back for the break. Stop bitching. Yeah, we'll have more with Barry Jones. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop bitching. Do something. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I'll work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin's son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818 610 Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe. Our guest today is Barry Jones, and we're covering a lot about uh, what the CIA and our government was doing, uh, you know, post-World War II, you know, 1953, on all, all the way up to uh, JFK's election and, and the consequences of, of a uh, out-of-control government, you know, 
paid for by our out-of-control bank and, and our corporate interests and uh, how 1913, you put the central bank in place, you put the federal income tax in place, then you declare the, the country bankrupt in 1933 and you live under a, a corporate version of the United States of America. You plan and carry out World War II and, uh, well, they, they got everything they need. And then uh, it's, it's time to reap the benefit, the rewards of controlling uh, essentially you know, 80 to 90 percent of the world, uh, Barry. And uh, if anyone gets in the way, like a, uh, a strong-willed president, uh, they're going to show the world. I think it was more than just showing America, Barry. I think it was showing the world what's going to happen if you step in the way. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't had a president try to step in the way since, really. Uh, I think they got the message. Uh, when we left off, uh, the S-Force has been put together. But if you look at how Nixon did it, him and Howard Hughes, is pretty clever. The only government official in all of that scenario is Richard Nixon. And he is off the books because he is the classified head of the 5412 committee. So anything he does in that capacity is completely classified. He he went through Howard Hughes, who's a private citizen. He went through Robert Mayhew, who's a private citizen. They enlisted the help of Johnny Rosselli, Sam Giancana, Santos Trafic. These are all private citizens. The financing was the skim off mafia-owned casinos. The trainers were classified operators, E. Howard Hunt, Frank Sturgis. Uh, these are CIA guys. They're classified. And the S-Force is all of these guys that uh, used to be in Operation 40 working for working for the CIA, so they're all covered under a classified operation as well. So no one knows any of this exists, including, after the election, President Kennedy. <laughs> when, when he becomes the president, you know, they brief him on the Bay of Pigs. They brief him on Operation 40, but the CIA purposely does not tell Kennedy about this S-Force that is training as they speak down in Mexico to assassinate Fidel Castro. He doesn't know anything about it. So, you know, when we have April of 1961, uh, when uh, the Operation Bay of Pigs goes so terribly wrong, uh, from that point forward, the president, the new president, realizes the CIA can't be trusted. They had sold him on Operation Zapata saying, this is going to be easy. The Cuban people don't like Castro. So all we have to do is land with some revolutionaries. The people will join. We'll overthrow Castro. We'll take over in Cuba, just like we did Iran, just like we did Guatemala. And, of course, they always reference Eisenhower and how it worked with Eisenhower. And if anything goes wrong, you know, Eisenhower always sent the backup. Well, Kennedy told them, listen, this better be covert. Okay, I'm not sending any backup. No U.S. military will be involved. When it didn't go well and they asked for the backup, Kennedy refused. He stuck by his guns. He said, no backup. So the Bay of Pigs turns into a colossal disaster. And from that moment on, JFK is locked in a blood feud with the agency. He fires the top three guys. He fires Alan Dulles, General Charles Cabell, and Richard Bissell. These are the three guys that planned the Bay of Pigs. So he fires them. These guys are like lions in the intelligence community. And, you know, publicly, Kennedy went in front of the American people and took the blame for operate the Bay of Pigs. But privately, he told 
his brother, quote, I want to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. He believed that the CIA had gotten out of control, that it was supposed to just be a gatherer of intelligence and a reporter to the president. But now it's been doing all these covert operations, depending on military backup, which means they're not covert anymore. So one of the first things the president does is issue National Security Action Memos 55, 56, and 57, which shifted the supervision of the CIA to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which, of course, the president is the commander-in-chief of the military. That means that no longer is the CIA unaccountable to the executive branch. It is now under the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which is under the president. And it begins the process of ending CIA covert ops overseas. Uh, this is, as, as I started off when we, we first started talking about this, these covert ops have become regular occurrences. And now Kennedy is standing in the way of it. And so he becomes public enemy number one, right? Well, in June of 1963, Bobby Kennedy is finally apprised or told about the presence of an S-Force. Now, what, a little context. Not that long ago, before June of 1963, we just came through a Cuban uh, missile crisis, and he had made promises to Khrushchev to, in order to peacefully settle the Cuban missile crisis. Kennedy had promised no more invasions of Cuba. And so here is the CIA and the S Force planning an assassination of Castro without the president's say so or knowledge. Now he knows. And he realizes if this assassination goes forward, Khrushchev is going to take this as an act of war. They already came to the precipice of a nuclear war six months earlier. The last thing we need is the CIA and its S Force provoking a nuclear war just because we want to go to war in Cuba. And so Bobby and JFK order that this S-Force be shut down. He gives them the stand down order. Well, the CIA completely rebuffs their order. June 8, 1963, in defiance of the president's order, the S-Force is flown to Cuba in a hurry up mission to kill Castro. They realize they're running out of time. And this goes on June 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. The reason we know about this story is because there was a Time Life reporter on the boat that took the assassins right off the coast of Cuba and dropped them off. And as they're waiting for the assassins to come back, these there's people on this boat and they're talking and they're drinking. They're just basically killing time. And one of the guys on the boat is this militant anti-Castro guy named John Martino and he's complaining about JFK and how he shut down Operation Mongoose he took all their weapons he shut down he's trying to shut down the S force he's trying to make peace with Castro he didn't use the Cuban Missile Crisis as a pretext to invade he's just ranting he's raving he calls Kennedy an SOB he calls him a traitor and the guy who owns the yacht this is a CIA-connected guy. His name is William Pauley. Looks at Martino and a direct quote says, John, don't worry. We're going to kill that MFR. And the, the Time Life reporter who is sitting in that boat reporting on this, you know, 
You say, well, why would there be a Time Life reporter in the boat? Time Life magazine was the CIA's favorite captured media that reported on all their covert ops, and they always got the scoop. They got the picture. They got the story because they always presented the story with the CIA slant. The reason he was there was to give that CIA slant. Well, the operation ends up failing. But five months later, JFK is killed by these same people. And he remembers the story. He reports it. He says, this was not just an idle threat by some random guy. This wasn't Joe the plumber talking. This was uh, the S-Force talking. They had trained for, for two years on how to move a, hit a moving target from distance with high-powered rifles and scopes because they thought that's what it was going to take to kill Castro. But what this quote illustrates by William Pauley is that the CIA has made a decision. The problem is not Castro. The problem is Kennedy. And if they're ever going to be able to take out Castro, they're going to have to take out Kennedy first. And so then, I mean, that's, that's uh, the summer of uh, June of, of 63. And, of course, by November of 63, the warnings are coming fast and furious. Every city Kennedy tries to go to, he tries to go to Chicago. The White House has to cancel the trip. Why? Because an FBI informant who has infiltrated the CIA reports there's a plot to kill the president. How? High-powered rifles, scopes, moving target from distance. They're going to shoot him from a high office building. So the, the White House cancels the trip. Uh, Three days later, word leaks that JFK is secretly back-channeling negotiations with Castro. And we're going to recognize Castro's government. We're going to recognize Castro. <laughs> and and, and the, you know what hits the fan at that point. We then go to Miami. There's an attempt in Miami, but there's another warning. So the security is tight. Then we go to Tampa. There's another attempt there. They called it off because of another warning. Then we go November 22. There's and 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 Dallas and JFK is assassinated. Now, I I've skipped over a lot of details, but what I want to focus on here next is what happens next, which points the finger right square at the CIA. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Fidel Castro, on November 22, the very day that JFK is killed, is meeting with a French reporter named John Daniel. And when he receives the news that JFK has, has died, the purpose of the meeting is John Daniel is part of the outreach uh, of JFK to Castro. And they're trying to work through negotiations when these two can meet and, and work out all their problems. And Daniel is a key part of the back channel. Castro looks at Daniel after he hears the news and he says, quote, everything has changed. You watch, they're going to blame Cuba for this. And so then we get into the aftermath. And this is where witnesses who see people on the scene, Dealey Plaza, point their statements and the evidence they provide is pretty conclusive that the people that assassinated the president were the S-Force, the very people that were put together by the CIA and by Richard Nixon to kill Castro, that all they did was change their target. They used the same means, they used the same training, they just changed their target. For example, 
uh, on Dealey, in Dealey Plaza on, on the day JFK was killed, Luis Posada Carrillas was there. Guillermo Novo Sample was there. Orlando Bosch was there. Frank Sturgis was there. E. Howard Hunt was there. These are all, all five of these guys I just listed were part of that original S-Force. Johnny Rosselli was there. He's the original organizer of the S-Force. Tosh Plumley was there. He's the pilot that flies them in. His plane was at a local airfield. So the evidence is so overwhelming that the CIA was involved in the assassination. If you just look at this, going back to the story I just told you about the 5412 committee, Richard Nixon's involvement, and how they put together this assassination team. Now, Richard Nixon did not put this assassination team together to kill JFK. He put this assassination team to help him get elected in 1960 by killing Castro. The S-Force went rogue. The CIA went rogue. And they decided, once Nixon was out of government and, and lost the 60 election, they decided once Kennedy proved ineffective in, in the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis, they decided on who the new target was going to be. Very interesting. There's, there's a lot There's a lot there to unpack uh, that you've already done a good job of explaining, which... Uh, we're going to hit a we're going to hit a commercial break, and I'll, I'll ask some questions on the other side. But uh, okay. as as an aftermath of this, because uh, I'll, I'll give the number out for the callers to call in and ask their questions. Is 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 this given the green light for several of the alphabet agencies to do whatever they want in the future after this? I mean, because the precedent is, is this is all classified information. They're still not declassifying some of these documents. Is this kind of the, the just like going into these other countries and monkeying around with them? You know, now you can do that. Has this given permission for these alphabet agencies to do whatever they want outside the per diem of uh, the government and the presidency? We'll talk to Barry about that on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to Half Empty Cup of Joe. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. 
For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. The Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor, with Grisham & Associates, LLC, at 720-203-0731. like Jason uh, dropped off for a second so I'll uh, I'll try to get him back on let me oh I'm right here okay. I'm right here I'm right here hello hey are we on the air yeah we're on the air oh okay <laughs> I guess I missed my cue uh, hey uh, well yeah welcome back to half empty cup of Joe this is Jason here with uh, uh, Barry Jones, and uh, we're covering a lot of ground around JFK and the CIA and all its treachery. If, if you want to give us a call, uh, the number is 877-536-1360. Uh, We'd love your point of view. Any Add anything on. Uh, Barry's got a lot of in, uh, information, but nobody has all the information. There's always something that could be added. Uh, if you've got a question, you can also call. It's 877-536-1360. Sorry about that. I missed my cue, but, but go ahead, Barry. Continue on. Well, when we left off, we were just discussing all of the different uh, the different uh, evidences that the CIA was involved in this, and I wanted to go through just kind of real quickly itemize those, which you know a lot of people want to say or they want to make the case that it was just a rogue element within the CIA. It wasn't the CIA itself. It wasn't from the top. It was just a few malcontents. But if for that to be true, I think you're going to have to dispute some of this evidence that I'm about ready to provide you. Obviously, the fact that Sheffield Edwards was present at the Fontainebleau meeting where they put together this S-Force, where they reassured Santos County that this was coming from the top. He was the chief of security for the CIA. He represents the CIA at the very beginning of the formation of the S-Force. The two trainers of the S-Force at Murchison's Ranch, Carl Jenkins and William Rip Robertson, were full-time CIA agents. 
uh, a series of memos written by CIA officer William Harvey about the S-Force. William Harvey worked on ZR Rifle. We found out in the church hearings that ZR Rifle was a CIA operation that recruited people to conduct assassinations for America. It was a program called Executive Action. And this was William Harvey's baby. And here he is, there's documents where he wrote memos about the S-Force, which basically acknowledges that the CIA not only knows it's ex about the S-Force existence, they're keeping track of it. Uh, William Harvey is a very key individual in all of this. All 15 members of the S-Force were paid operatives by the CIA. They came right straight from Operation 40. All 15 members of the S-Force, when they flew down to that base on the, on the border, signed in as, quote, government employees. So what you have here uh, in June, we find out that William Pauley, who is a CIA-connected transport for the S-Force, reveals through his quote to John Martino that the CIA and the S-Force has already decided that the next target is going to be JFK when he makes that comment to John Martino. Uh, we're going to, he says, don't worry, John, we're going to kill that MFR. The fact that ST members were present in Dealey Plaza, you had David Morales there, you had Frank Sturgis, you had E. Howard Hunt, and then you start looking at JFK and the wounds. You know, when he was in that limo, the first shot hit him straight in the front of the neck, which is a front shot, which is why when you see him emerge from behind the Stemmons freeway sign, he's got his two hands up around his Adam's apple. He hit, he got hit front in the, right in the neck. The second shot hit him in the back, which thrust him down. The third shit shot hit him in the side of the head. That's three different directions. He got hit from the front, the side, and the back. That is exactly the training the S-Force was receiving. They called it the Triangular Fire Team. They had teams in front, in the middle, and behind so that teams of teams of assassins so that they could shoot the target in between the three teams. That's exactly what happened to JFK. Barry, let, let me ask you, is, do you think in any of the uh the classified documents that have been released, is, is any or all of this in those documents, do you think? And I have a caller that's going to get on the air after that. No. If the, the, the best chance you have to find out tr the truth about the S-Force and what really happened there what is happened during Watergate. <laughs> you don't find that out till 72, but really not till 74, hmm. and it's the Nixon tapes. The Nixon tapes are... In, if you listen to the Nixon tapes, he talks repeatedly about these very sensitive covert projects. He was not worried about Watergate. He was worried about these very sensitive covert projects. It's the reason Watergate happened. He was worried about the uh, chairperson of the DNC, Larry O'Brien, who used to work for Howard Hughes. He knew about Nixon's arrangement with Howard Hughes to put this S-Force together. That's why they went into the Watergate office building. He needed to get the evidence that Ron, that uh, Larry O'Brien had. That's the whole point of it. When you listen to his quote on the tapes that he's worried about E. Howard Hunt and Frank Sturgis, those were two of the Watergate burglars arrested. Now, uh, Howard Hunt wasn't arrested as a burglar. He was arrested as one of the lookouts at the Howard Johnson across the street, but he was arrested nevertheless. Nixon was paranoid beyond belief about E. Howard Hunt because he knew if you follow that 
rat trail and you investigate Ehauer Hunt, it leads right back to the formation of the S Force in 1960. Same thing with Frank Sturgis. Okay, Wait, got let me let me let me let's get the callers on because uh, Barry's on a tear here. Uh, if you want to call in, it's eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. Sandy, thanks for waiting. Uh, I'll get you on the air and get your comment. Thank you, Jason. Outstanding show with Barry Jones. Um, I have two little items here about Jackie Kennedy. The one with um, her reaching out to Nikita Khrushchev. Um, right. During all of this, this thing, and then also, um, after her husband was assassinated, she refused to take off that beautiful pink Chanel suit she had on, and um, she wouldn't change. She said something to the effect, "I want everyone to see what they do, what they did to him." Right. And um, the other thing is, I remember I was posed a question. When did you lose faith in your in your in this government? And I said when they can when they can assassinate a United States president in Main Street America. Barry, yeah, that Jason, that message that Jackie sent to Khrushchev, uh, she sent two actually. The first message was in the weeks right after the assassination through a back channel. She and Bobby wrote the letter together, and the letter. You can find it. It's 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 available. She says, "quote Please tell Mr. Chairman, President, that I know he and my husband work together for a peaceful world." She says in the follow-up letter, "The danger troubling my husband was that war could be started not so much by major figures as by minor ones, whereas major figures understand the need for self-control and restraint. Minor ones are sometimes moved by fear and pride." She told. Khrushchev, we know that it was not you that killed my husband. Uh, Kennedy was killed by militaristic forces here in Washington. That's what she said. That's what Bobby said to Khrushchev in the weeks right after the assassination. So, so Jackie knew. She knew. And the reason she wore that suit was exactly like the caller said, to confront America with what Stop people here in America did to their own president. Do something. That's Barry Jones you're listening Stop to. Bitching. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Do something. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. And our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit WarriorsRevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com. 
Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to SteffesGroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe, 877-536-1360 if you'd like to call in. Uh, otherwise, Barry, we got a, got a couple of segments left before this uh, this show is in the books. But uh, lots, lots and lots and lots of information to go over. And, and uh, essentially, the theme is, is the CIA uh, inside its organization went rogue and uh, and did these things. I did ask a question about a segment ago, and it's like, did, did, does, this, does this sort of behavior that happened in the 1960s with the... Uh, culmination of an assassination of a president is this just a uh, business as usual here we are in 2024 is it is this how these these agencies operate now they have uh, full authority oh. to, to to operate how they wish and or, or is there any kind of controls or any kind of actual struggles when it comes to th- these sort of decisions that are being made or or, or is the whole boat just being rowed in one direction and that is uh, we have a corrupt elitist society and they do as they please Oh, I lost you, Barry. Barry, uh, try, try okay. one. There you go. Go uh, for it. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me now? Yep. Go, okay. go ahead, Barry. All right. Well, we're originally, when the CIA law was passed, uh, in the mandate, it says they're not allowed to operate domestically. All of their operations, covert, were supposed to be foreign. What you start to see in the 50s, late 50s, mid to late 50s and then in the 60s, is the CIA bringing their successful operations abroad, they're bringing it home and operating domestically. All of the same stuff. The 63 case with JFK is an assassination. Well, we, we already talked at the beginning of the show about all the different assassinations the CIA participated in overseas. They took that expertise and brought it home. They rigged elections. They took that expertise and they brought it home. Propaganda, psych, psych warfare, they took that expertise and they brought it home. They're not supposed to. It is against the law. It's illegal. You're right. They're not supposed to be doing this, but they got away with it. And because they got away with it, it emboldened them to continue to do it going forward. And now we have, you know, I saw an article recently about the 2000. In 20 election, I think it was the 2020, maybe it was 2016, and it was about how it wasn't just the American intelligence; it was intelligence from Britain, it was intelligence from Italy, it was intelligence from Germany, it was intelligence from various European countries that got together and worked in a conspiracy together to prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. And they concocted the Russia collusion story. It was a cooperative arrangement amongst several different intelligence uh, agencies from several different countries because 
we in this global economy, Germany cares who the American president is now. Italy cares who the American president, Britain cares. And because everything has become so interdependent, now it's not just an American alphabet agency. It's alphabet agencies from other countries that work together in collusion, in concert with American intelligence agencies or other alphabet agencies to further whatever the global agenda is. I just used 2016 as an example. Yeah, 2000, so, two, so 2020 is, is the the, the uh, rigged election that uh, many Republicans refer to, but... It, well, I'm it, talking about my, the Russia collusion. The Russia collusion... Oh, story, yes. That was, a, okay. that was a hoax that was put together by all of these intelligence. They would, they, would, they would give notice to each other, hey, we noticed this going on by one of Trump's people. You need to investigate. And that would give our intelligence agency, or FBI, the cover to start an investigation. And so they were working together in concert to produce this collusion hoax that fell apart later, but the purpose of it wasn't to hold up over the long haul. The purpose was to prevent Trump from winning the election in 2016. Do you really think so, that Donald Trump is any different than any of these other uh, politicians that are out there? That, that's one thing, Barry. It doesn't that matter. It doesn't matter what I think, Jason. It, it matters not what I think. I, I don't even know. It's what they think. Because well, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way, then. So, so to me, uh, my understanding of Trump is that he's he's just as bought and paid for as any of the other candidates. He's he's no different in my mind than Biden. They're, they're, they're equal and the same. They're controlled puppets. If Trump was a John F. Kennedy, they wouldn't need to pull all these scams to get him not elected. They just get rid of him. I mean, really, if he was if Trump was really a dangerous to their system, they would just get rid of him. And I'll tell you this, he would have never become president to begin with. His connections with the Rothschilds is so deep and so heavy that he is one of the guys. And, and so my I guess my theory would be uh, with the rigged election of 2020 is that Trump uh, Trump being president from uh, 2020 to 2024 was the wrong timing. They need a Republican conservative type to be in charge when things really, really get bad. And I don't think things were going to get really, really bad, even though COVID had come. That was an economic mess that was being covered up. The further economic mess is coming up. And so it seems to me that he's more better placed as president for 2024 than he would have been for, for a re-election. So I think whatever the games are playing are, they wanted a Democrat to be in for the four years following COVID, followed by an enormous economic change worldwide, and they can blow it up on a Republican's watch, which they do because when it blows up on a Republican's watch, the conservative ideas that are still held by some Republicans and Republican voters, suddenly you can blame them and, and you can bring in a uh, communist, socialist type of, of, of rules. You know, you blow up the Twin Towers on George Bush Jr.'s watch, and here comes the Patriot Act, right? I think they need to have a Trump-like figure in for what's getting ready to happen, and 2020 re-election was not suited for a Democrat. So I, that's, that's how I see it, because I, I, I've... I've I don't know how much of the Trump stuff I've played for you, Barry, but I could play thing after thing after thing about how bad Trump is. He's he's horrible on the Second Amendment. He wants us to get rid of our. You know, he said out loud in his in a speech that he was going to. Uh, he said, uh, he said, take the guns first. You know, 
and, and we'll, we'll, we'll investigate, we'll, we'll uh, due process second. Take the guns first, due process second. He, uh, he talks about leaving troops in foreign countries and taking their oil. He just says it outright, we're taking their oil. Uh, he's, he's, you know, done everything he was supposed to do by, you know, the Wilbur Ross and the Rothschild banking group that, you know, really fostered and, and groomed him for president for decades. You know, I, I, you know, I just Jason, don't, I, I don't like him. I, I'm not, well, I understand that. And I'm not making a case for Trump. I'm just telling you what happened. They invented a hoax to keep him out of the White House. Yeah, so I guess, I guess my question is, why would they want Trump not to be president in 2020? I guess I don't, I'll, I'll ask no, you more, uh, more shortly. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairgrounds. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. See you there. Always look on the bright side of death Just before you draw your terminal breath Life's a piece of when you look at it Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true You'll see it's all a show, keep on laughing as you go Just remember that the last laugh is on you Final segment on the half-empty cup of Joe. What a great way to, to, to put us towards the end. But, but, Barry, yeah, I didn't mean to set you off the rails there a little bit. I just, to, to me, I just was trying to figure out, I guess, why Trump should not be president in 2020, which if it was set up in 2016, I, I get it. Uh, with, I've, I've been watching. You know, it's, it, it's hard not to see what's been going on in recent politics. But uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, our, our option of having a JFK 
uh, has has been eliminated for a very long time. I just wish I wish we just had the option, uh, Barry, that we had someone that actually would attempt to do what JFK was doing for the citizens. Yeah, and I mean I agree. Yeah, I my my whole point in starting that kind of taking us down that rabbit trail was just to illustrate that it still happens that the opposition to Kennedy, you know, I, I'm not sitting here trying to say who is conspiring against Trump. I, I just know what happened in 2016. There was a hoax against him. And in 2020, there was a hoax for Biden. Okay. Doesn't it feel a little bit, uh, Barry, doesn't it feel a little bit like WWF wrestling? You know, yeah, they, they, make, <laughs> they, make a, they, they make a story, the two wrestlers yell at each other for three months, and then they have the big fight. And then when it's all over, they, they go have a steak and a beer when it's all over with. And laugh at all the chumps. Yes. Yeah, that's how it yeah. feels to me. That's, that's how it seems to me, because if, if Trump really was a threat, I think it would have been dealt with a lot more harshly than it is now. And I, I think to get the non-believers to believe, they have to have all this arrest him and put him in jail and charge him on this and that and get mug shots. I think they have to do an overproduction to get a lot of the on-the-fence disbelievers to start believing that, oh, they really don't like him, man. He, he must be the only guy that's here to help us, you know. And it's when there's too much of that going on, I'm very, very suspicious as to why they, uh, why there's so but much you know, emphasis played against Trump. In, in our system, it's a binary choice. So it's going to come down to two people. And maybe in this election, RFK Jr. will be thrown into the mix as well. But historically, it's always been a binary choice. So you can say what you want about Trump. That leaves you with Biden. I mean, where do you go from there? I, I don't so, know if, if it's a de- if it's a, if it's a demon and then a worse demon, you still end up with a demon, I guess. My my my, but, my choice is not to vote for either. I, I can't consciously put a vote on either one of those men. Okay, but that doesn't change the fact that one of them is going to win. <laughs> so right, but not not because of own, me though. Not not okay, because well, of me. But you're going <laughs> to have to live underneath whatever they do. You're going to have to correct the consequences. But, but, so, but if voting doesn't give you a choice, then there's no reason to vote. Well, that's unfortunately where we're at. Because not only, you know, for, for my growing up years, I heard this a lot. Well, I don't like the choices, so I just won't vote. And that became a pretty acceptable reason not to vote. I wouldn't necessarily agree with it, but it became a a, a reason. Now, add to that what happened in 2020, there's about 40% of the country that is convinced without a shadow of a doubt that that election was stolen. So now if you add to the fact that the choices aren't good, another component that the choices don't matter because in the end the election is going to be stolen yes i can see why a lot of people don't want to vote barry let me give you a real quick question at the end here when's the last election that wasn't rigged Stop 1960 <laughs> i even heard joe kennedy kind of helped his son out with a little it was rigged by his daddy, but it wasn't rigged by the government. Thanks, Barry. This is Rod from PCs and Parts. We are located in Loveland at the Orchard Shopping Center. I just wanted to let you know, not only do we fix and repair and build computers, we also have a great lineup of security camera systems. In today's world, we need every advantage we can get when it comes to security. Call 
Call us at 970-203-0696 or find us at PCsandparts.com. That's 970-203-0696 or PCsandparts.com. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs, from rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet. Our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 